You're listening to Immaculate Conception Podcasts, recorded every Sunday at the 11 o'clock Mass at our new church located at 411 Palma Road in Columbia, Illinois. For more information about Immaculate Conception, please go to www.icc-columbia-il.us. Our pastor is Father Carl Shear. And now, enjoy the podcast. Um, what I think is, is we're, we're looking at different ways of, of seeing preparation. Uh, being prepared this whole season for the coming of Jesus um, at Christmas later this week. And each week is kind of a different lens of analyzing and figuring out preparation for the coming of Christ. So the first Sunday of Advent was um, about the second coming of Jesus and getting ready for him coming in kind of this big way. Um, and then the next two weekends after that, we, we looked at John the Baptist and how John the Baptist has some lessons to kind of teach us and, and get us ready for uh, the public ministry of Jesus, Jesus going into, uh, in, into his adult ministry for the first time and kind of preparing for that. Um, and now, with this last week of Advent, the church is kind of turning this ship a little bit towards this immediate coming of Jesus at Christmas, and the model for us that we're called to look up to in this, on this last one is Mary. So we're going to look at Mary and, how, and, and see what Mary has to teach us about preparation and all of the things that unfold um, in our life because of um, her yes to God and, and her, uh, her own preparation of the coming of, of Christ. So, um, you know that as Catholics, uh, Mary holds this, this very special place to us. Um, we have a lot of titles for Mary. We call Mary the New Eve. She's the Mother of God. She's the Blessed Mother, the Virgin Mother. Um, you know, sometimes we call her the Star of the Sea. And all of these beautiful, beautiful titles that, um, you know, are really rooted in Scripture. It takes, it takes a, a little bit more of an elite kind of level of, of drawing that out and seeing that, that there. Um, I, I, I want to divert us a little bit, though, and, and analyze one of the titles that we give to Mary, and that is the title of the New Ark of the Covenant. We call Mary the New Ark of the Covenant, and so I want to kind of, I feel a little bad, this is going to be a little bit of a scripture study for a second, and then we're going to go back to kind of the homily stuff, so sorry. Um, but this is going to give us kind of an elite look at how we do uh, scripture with Mary and Mariology and all of, all of that great stuff. So let me just kind of back this train up a little bit. In the Old Testament, in the Old Testament, um, you know that the people of Israel had the Ark of the Covenant. And this thing um, was, it was not worshipped necessarily, but it was highly, highly venerated. It had a very special spot for the people of Israel. They could only worship God, but this Ark of the Covenant, this big thing that they carried around, had this very high place of honor. And it had golden angels on it, and it was just this very, very powerful and moving thing uh, for them. And within the Ark of the Covenant, they usually had three things within it. 
So they, they would have um, the Ten Commandments, the tablets of the Ten Commandments were in it. They had some manna from heaven in a little pot, in a little jar. So the bread from heaven that was rained down was in the, was in the Ark of the Covenant. Um, and then it also had within it the rod of Aaron, the staff of Aaron that, that he used as the high priest of uh, the people of Israel at that time. Um, and there's this amazing interaction that happens in 1 Samuel. I think it's chapter 4. I could be, could be wrong in the chapter, but it's 1 Samuel. And what happens is King David is in Jerusalem, and the Ark of the Covenant is brought to him. It's brought from out of town to King David. And King David, when the Ark of the Covenant is brought in, he leaps for joy, leaps for joy and starts singing for joy. And he says these words, he says, how does this happen to me that the Ark of the Covenant can come to me? And then it says, the Ark of the Covenant stayed with David for about three months before it left him. Now, those few lines from Samuel are amazing because it mirrors, in the, on the New Testament side, exactly what we just heard. Exactly what we just heard. Mary comes to Elizabeth, and the infant in Elizabeth's womb leaps for joy. And Elizabeth says, how does this happen to me? How does this happen to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? And Elizabeth is, remember, the whole time she's filled with the Holy Spirit. So there's some serious prophecy going on here and some, some real stuff, right? Um, we don't hear it in this gospel, but just after this in Scripture, it says, Mary stayed with Elizabeth for about three months before she returned home. It's the same thing. Mary is in this sense for us, this new Ark of the Covenant. And Jesus embodies all three of those things that were in the ark. He is the bread from heaven, the manna from heaven. He is the fulfillment of the law, the Ten Commandments, and he's the eternal high priest with the rod of Aaron. He is all three of those things at once. And so how blessed is Mary to be in that role as the ark of the covenant that travels in haste, that moves, that, um, that is given this heightened sense of veneration. It's not that we, you know, as Catholics, it's not that we worship Mary, but Mary's our mom, right? And as a mom, she deserves all the respect and honor, and, you know, I got pictures of my mom at home and stuff, and it's not like I worship my mom, <laughs> but she's my mom. She deserves a heightened sense of respect and honor because of that. And that's what's, that's what's so amazing about this, is the secrets of Mary are hidden in this interaction with the visitation. Now, here's what's really cool. A lot of the times, we think that when John the Baptist leaps for joy in the womb of Elizabeth, we think that, oh, well, John the Baptist recognized Jesus, and he leapt for joy because he recognized Jesus, and this was this mystical meeting of John and Jesus in their mother's wombs at the same time. Not so much. Not so much. It says, um, when Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting... When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, her hello, her voice, the infant leapt in her womb. And Elizabeth says, for at the moment the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the infant in my womb leapt for joy. John the Baptist did not necessarily leap for Jesus, although I'm sure that helps, right? He leapt at the voice of Mary. He heard the voice of Mary. 
and leapt for joy. That's amazing. And here's why. Because it's Mary's voice that just before this said yes to the angel Gabriel. Just before this, Mary uses her voice to say yes to the angel Gabriel. And her, her voice, her yes, her obedience to God through what she says is now holy and sanctified and blessed and all of those amazing things. It's amazing. This is our mom, okay? This is our mom. This is so cool. And it's a shame because, you know, I think a lot of the times, um, you know, for us as Catholics, it's like we got Mary, we got the angels and, and the saints and all this stuff, but we don't really use them a whole lot, you know? So it's like, let's, uh, let's pick up the pace a little bit here, you know? <laughs> um, so M- Mary is our mother. She's going to teach us in this last week of Advent how to do preparation. And for me, how does Mary do preparation? Through her nine months being pregnant. Her nine months being pregnant. Right? For us, Advent is four weeks. For Mary, it's nine months. And um, I'm, I'm a guy, so obviously I don't really understand pregnancy that well. And especially as a single guy, I really don't understand pregnancy that well. Um, but, um, you know, what's, what's so beautiful and amazing about pregnancy in general is that, you know, for the mom especially, right, everything changes. Everything changes. Everything is done in preparation. Right? Pregnancy changes the way you eat, the way you drink, what you wear, <laughs> how you sleep, how you go about every single day is different in pregnancy. Every single aspect of it. And so for Mary, her form of preparation, every single detail is in preparation. Everything. Even to what she ate and drank and wore and slept. And so that's this last question that I have for us as we go into Christmas is, to what extent are we being prepared and changed in our life? Is it changing the way we eat and sleep and drink and everything? And I think for a lot of us, maybe not so much, you know, but Mary is at 100%. She's at full throttle. And so I just want to invite us into that in this last week. Let's really pray about, you know, with the coming of Christ, what parts of my life are going to change and be different because of that? What percent? Give yourself a percent. See what that looks like. Um, So let's ask for Mary's help in this last week. Um, I just want to conclude with a Hail Mary for all of us as we turn to her. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen.